We got robots. We got cavemen. We got kung fu. What is this, anyway? Some kind of damn comic book? It is the most perilous journey any one of them has undertaken. And once they reach their destination, they face the most awesome power on Earth. You don't understand. Soon I shall rule the world. Each one is the ultimate specialist in his field. Together, they are the Eliminators. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And this is another exciting episode of The Non-Canonical Adventures of JD and Randy as we travel through the Empire Catalog, apparently. Well, today we're talking about The Eliminators from 1986. Yep. Starring, not starring Tim Thomerson, although he was almost in it, apparently. Yeah, uh, I had to say that because the last, the previous three movies, mm-hmm. two or three, no, previous two movies mm-hmm. were Empire Films. They sure were. We're talking about Zone Troopers and Trancers. And our next non-canon may possibly be another Empire film. We'll see. There's a lot of films to choose from. You'll have to tune in to find out. So... As he said, we checked out this week's uh, episode is going to be about 1986's classic yeah. film, Eliminators. We were originally going to do this film earlier, but this is the one we mentioned earlier we had technical difficulties with. So we had to do it now. Where it was taken off of YouTube in the middle of our watching. Yeah. And then we watched a better version on Blu-ray, thankfully, so it's not potato quality. JD now owns a copy of it on Blu-ray. And I am thankful for it. Uh, so just uh, something I haven't done in a while, the, the proper casting of this the film is directed by a Peter Manoogian, mm-hmm. um, starring Andrew Prine. It's weird that he gets top billing. Andrew Prine as Henry Fontana. Okay. Denise Crosby as Colonel Nora, Nora Hunter, a scientist. Mm-hmm. Patrick Reynolds as Mandroid slash John Doe, a pilot who crashed in South America and turned into a cyber duo of Abbott Reeves. The Mandroid. Conan Kuji. Sorry, Conan Lee as Kuji, yeah. the ninja son of Dr. Takata. And Roy Dotrice as Abbott Reeves, evil scientist. Mm-hmm. And I guess we should probably mention as Tad Perino as Takata, the good scientist assistant to Reeves. Yes, this movie is kind of hard to describe other than being an adventure movie with this science movie fiction is, elements. This movie is a pulpy uh, adventure film that has elements of the Terminator and time tra- more time travels with Terminator still. And but, ninjas. But, and ninjas for some reason. Basically, it's a Saturday morning cartoon writ large on the screen. Yeah. You have a ninja, a mercenary, a scientist, and a mandroid. mandroid. Say mandroid because that's how the, the villain says he's mandroid. John Doe, the mandroid. A man with no past. But does he have a future? Spoilers, he doesn't. He dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this movie is, a, like you said, an adventure movie, which is... About uh, a mandroid who was found after the second was the second. Okay, World so War? it's it's about a mandroid who, yeah, is found after the Second World War, mm. I believe. I have to double check the cast, the plot on that. Found after a war, like he, he crashes, uh, and is is taken in by Doctor Reeves, who turns him into what's essentially for comic book fans a uh, I forgot his name, who? Deathlock. Like, like one of those robots where they take the bodies and they turn them into a part android. A mandroid in this case. You could have just said Robocop. It's the same basic bear. Robocop, yeah, same basic bear. Turns them into a um, And eventually it is found out that Dr. Reeves is doing this time traveling and using him 
as a prototype so that he can travel back in time mm. and become the Holy, Ro- Ro- Roman, uh, Holy Roman Emperor. Yep. Taking over from Julius Caesar. To take over from Julius Caesar with lasers. Pretty and much. And yeah. Mandroid escapes and teams up with a scientist, yeah. her plucky uh, robot sidekick. Yeah. A scurvy dog of a mercenary. Yep. And suddenly a ninja. Yeah. All four of them form what is the weird tagline for this movie? Was it a mandroid, a mercenary, a ninja, and a scientist? Nope. Mandroid, mercenary, scientist, ninja. Each one a specialist. Together, they are... The Eliminators. Yes. A, a name they are never given in the film. It's a lot like Buckaroo Banzai in that aspect. Or it's just a, a team cobbled together that has to solve a problem. So they have to travel... After he escapes, he has to... He, Travels through South America back to the base of Dr. Reeves, coming across Neanderthal man. Mm-hmm. Hillbillies. Some hillbillies that are chasing them for some reason. Yeah, and then there are home mercenary enemies at the end. Plus, our final villain, who is a newly constructed final version of the Mandroid, basically. Yep, yeah, pretty much. And then... They do battle and... Sadness. And it ends on a freeze frame. It ends on a freeze frame. And a friggin' awesome final credit music. But yeah, it's a hot-blooded action venture movie from mm, the 80s. I wouldn't call it hot-blooded, but... The action is. Eh. <laughs> not for the budget. But but that's neither here nor there. Mm. So, uh, just before we go on, some some small brass tacks here. Yeah. I don't have the budget, but obviously very low budget for what it costs. It's an empire film. It's an empire film. But the film did go on to make like $4.6 and change mm-hmm. uh, from the theatrical release. Yeah. And then it would be eventually be released on the two-for set that I, I got you for your an early, as an early birthday present with the Dungeon Master. Yeah, both Empire films as well. This this one, though, is um, not... It's not. Uh, it's actually a bit longer than the other ones we saw. The other ones yeah, are not even 80 minutes or so, which is that's, weird. This, is, this seems to be an outlier right now for the Empire films we've seen. It's kind of bizarre. Because we had one a Zone Troopers that clocked in under an hour and a half. Like I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. It was about 80 uh, minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, Transfers that clocked in only a little over an hour. Like it was barely feature length. It was like, like an hour and 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Like 76 minutes or something. Yeah. No, not even. I think it was like hour and like. Yeah, 76 minutes. Like 15 mm. minutes, 60 minutes. Yeah. Very short films. This one clocked in like an hour and 36 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm going to say, because I, I guess I'll segue into our impressions on here. It wasn't as tight as those other movies that we had saw in the of the Empire ilk. Mm-hmm. I, I found it a little bit, it dragged a little bit here and there as they did that thing where you have to move from place to place. Yes, but this one, unlike the last couple of movies we covered, actually had a defined goal at the end, which they were working towards. And what he means by the last couple of movies we covered, he means the canon films, not the non-canon stuff that <laughs> yes. we've been watching. Because we, we kept saying that there's things happening, but it's not in the service of anything overall, so it just seems like a bunch of meaningless things. This one, every action somebody does is towards something. Yeah, there is a goal. It just kind of takes a while for everything to get done, because they do very, mm-hmm. very much like every, they show us every step, yeah. every step of making the sausage to get to the point at the end. Yeah. And that's like I said, it makes it feels like it makes it run a little bit slower than mm-hmm. like I, I think if they could have shaved off maybe ten minutes off the film, it'd have been a better film, just mm-hmm. a bit tighter film. I could see that. Would that have been your low light of the film? Was the uh... no? We'll come back to that. But so it's, yeah. So what? My, that's my impression. What's your impression of the film? General impressions. My impression of the film is exactly what you said. It felt like that type of. Uh, it's obviously a lower budget movie. You can tell just by the general concept and the special effects. 
but for what they work with what they had kind of like with trancers and with zone troopers and i think it makes the overall product feel better than it otherwise would because uh, empire is mostly known for kind of cheap trash and schlocky horror stuff but the stuff we watched is not that it's outside of that little wheelhouse. This, this movie suffers a little bit, though, with the fact that it gets the dirty word of the canon cruisers and of the non-canon stuff. Of It does have a little bit of a cult classic uh, thing this to it. This is more like of a following. deserved cult classic, if it is one. Um, because it actually feels like this has something in it you wouldn't get in a normal movie. So you could see why people would be attracted to it. Unlike most cult classics, quote-unquote, which are just kind of bad movies with no nothing in them, like... How many horror movies have you ever seen called cult classic and they're just like slasher movies with nothing to them? This actually, I think, adds something something different to these types of films. And for that, uh, I actually did quite enjoy, enjoy it quite a bit. But yeah, we might as well move on to... Uh, highlights. Your highlight of the film? Oh, or my highlight of the film. You go. You start with your highlight. I'm still thinking on it. Oh, my highlight of the film. I enjoyed the, uh, the interplay between the four different characters, which is, as we said, a mandroid, a mercenary, a scientist, and a ninja, all of which have different goals and reasons for being on this quest, and all of which have different uh, skills. And they, and like we had uh, this problem in the rescue, where not everybody in the group contributed yeah that, that was an issue with the rescue where it's just like uh one or two characters felt like they were just there this one here they did a good job of everybody had something to do they had their moment yeah they had the moment and they had a reason they needed to be there and they had a, a reason to help other but other everybody else out basically even though if ultimately in the end their reason for being there was to um be the stakes for mandroid and why he would give up his life but up to that point, they each had a good. They each served a purpose, and they each had their moment. With the um, the mercenary doing what was it? He just he drove the boat, and he he saved them uh, mm -hmm. from from some hillbillies. Yeah, and yeah. and the ninja was there to do a really cool moment where he where he slow mo jumps through a fast moving fan, and yeah. he does it because well he's a ninja he can do it. He's a ninja. That's and the scientist ha has a bunch of things that she does throughout the movie, including her big scene where she swims it into a plane yeah, under the water. And then there's the plucky robot who will eventually die, but he's his like kind of there as a mascot character, but also he gets in the final plan on how to get in. Yeah. So like I said, every single character had a reason for being there. They all contributed to each other. They all helped. And by the end, they came through as a team. So like the poster of the movie just shows all four of them. That's that's pretty much the perfect shot of the movie, I think. And I'm just honestly surprised that this movie does not have like did not have a Saturday morning equivalent. I thought that or, was kind or, of strange. Or a team esque uh, television spinoff. Though having seen the ending, you kind of get why they didn't have an a, well, a team s television. Spin -off. That doesn't really stop a lot of those things from having those types of spinoffs. That you see that you used to see that all the time in the '80s, where a movie would get a TV show, and they would have characters that died in the movie in the show, and they're still fine. So if they would have done something like that, I think it would have been okay. But I think it's just because it's Empire and they just didn't have the money. I would assume. I don't know for sure. Or nobody wanted to pick it up and use it as uh, as the case. Which would be a shame, really. Because <laughs> that's, that's a good combination of uh, characters for a Saturday morning cartoon. So, low lights. Do you want to go first or do you want me to jump in? We didn't even do... You didn't even do your highlight. Oh, I thought I did. It was the, the ninja jumping through the uh, thing. Like, some of the little action moments were, were pretty good. It's like, I liked, I liked Spot. Mm -hmm. I liked the robot. He... he did you give you an idea, people? It's like, in the modern equivalency, it would be an R2-D2 or a BB-8 yeah. from the Star Wars. It's like, he's there, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's like, you're here for a reason. Yeah. And 
he's very much of that Star Wars ilk. He teleports around through time, even. Yeah. He teleports. He really likes the Mandroid, has a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he's... and he's kind of a cute robot. It's just a very well-designed, blocky piece of 80s trash robot. <laughs> it's, a, it's an 80s robot. And I, I, I really like Sp- I really like that little thing. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the acting was fine. It's a, it's a, a low-budget film. It's... Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said before, it has Denise Crosby in it. It's it's Tasha Yar from the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a, who again? She plays a strong woman. Strong woman. But yeah, so uh, that out of the way, obviously, what would be your low light of the film? Pacing um, is kind. Of, like I said, it's it, it, the movie needed some some cut out of it. It it didn't flow as much as some of the other films. But that is kind of the Empire issue. I had the same issue with Transfers. Where even though it was 67, it felt like there was something missing. In mm-hmm. this case, it just felt like it took too long to get there. It felt like they could have skipped a step. Uh, skipped yeah. some of the stuff with the rednecks. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just it just dragged on so. a little bit. I can see that, yeah. Um, Especially considering the, the first two rednecks that show up. The woman and uh, her partner there. They're in that one scene near it's the beginning. And the then fact that there's they disappear. four red... No, they, they get killed by the second pair of rednecks. No, they don't kill them. They just leave them in the water. They, okay. just, they just drive off. But then you don't see those two ever again. So it's like, you they might as well just them. you might as well just not have them there, I guess. Because you just needed one pair, really. Yeah, like I said, it's like some of the pacing is just off the off the wall. It doesn't work well. It's like, you're, you're not going to complain about the, the special effects. You're not going to complain about the, the practical effects. They were fine. Him in the, the tank treads that they didn't use a lot was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But... You don't. You can't complain about this movie. It's like it has a lot of heart. You can't complain about the things like that. But pacing, you can. Yeah. Some of the direction, you can kind of c- complain about. Yeah, okay. Um, I would the, agree. The action wasn't plentiful for like what the concept was. Mm-hmm. So some of the excitement levels weren't there. So it's like it was didn't have that pushing momentum, mm-hmm. but ended up being just fine. So yeah. So pacing, lack of action, lack. It's of, not really a uh, canon movie, in other words. Yeah, it's not a canon film. But <laughs> you had more it, focus it does, on the action if it was. It had a more similar pacing to something they did like Zone Troopers, you know, where it's yeah. like it's like yeah. everything is in purpose of the story, including the comedy bits. It yeah. just takes a while to get there. It just takes a while. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's a fun little action film, uh, adventure film, not really action film, more adventure film. And so, what's your low light then? Uh, I would, I guess, I would agree with the same thing. It's uh, an hour and thirty six minutes. It feels a little bit longer than that, probably because they're like I said before, kind of. Yeah, it feels redundant like redundant steps. They probably could have doubled. It, it feels like pacing wise, it ends up making the movie feel like it's an hour and forty five, maybe an hour and yeah. fifty. Like it felt like it dragged a little bit longer. And this is coming from a guy who's been watching the same movie for a while, and so I really noticed pacing a lot recently and how movies are constructed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it it just drags. So, what would you rate this film uh, on the JD scale? On the JD scale, that obviously would be a six out of five. It was uh... a <laughs> no. Uh... The same thing I had with Zone Troopers. I gave that one also a 4 out of 5. I give this one a 4 out of 5 as well. I like these types of movies quite a bit. I like the smaller scale, kind of heartfelt, uh, kind of lower budget, really interesting adventure films. They're not really action movies. They have action scenes in it, but that's not really the focus. It's more on the getting to the location and the interplay with the characters as they get there. That's what I liked about uh, Zone Troopers, and that's what I liked about this one as well. It's just a shame they didn't do more films like that, honestly. Oh, and also my disappointment. I forgot to mention oh, yeah. this. I mentioned it to you before. I was disappointed that they had a mandroid, a mercenary, a scientist, oh, yeah. and a ninja, but no cowboy? Oh, Come on! Man. You would have had the, the the five that you needed for it to be a proper uh, A-team or something of the ilk. Five people. And you could have had him be a dis- time-displaced cowboy, so you could have added a little bit of wrinkle to that. It could have been an actual cowboy. <laughs> that would have been really funny, actually. 
Or, or yes, he's a river. He's a riverboat captain. He's a, he's a, he's a freaking uh, African queen esque. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Like no, that's that's who uh, the mercenary is supposed to be. He's supposed to be that type of yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. That uh, he works. He works as that. But but, but like, like I said, it's like you needed yeah. a cowboy mixed in there. You need just to have all those pulpy things in there. You needed a cowboy character. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I you needed a gunslinger. If it would have been a Saturday morning cartoon, I almost certainly would have. They needed a gunslinger. Is what, it, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's missing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what would you uh, give this one then? That's a three. It's a solid movie. It's it's not yeah. like it's not a it's not something I would say everybody needs to see, but it's like yeah, go see it. It's like watch it. It's a good Saturday morning, a good rainy Sunday day. It's currently raining yeah. outside it as sure we're is. as we're recording this. Uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say on that. It's a three. It's a solid film. Yeah. Although thankfully nobody's power washing their clothes this time. Yes, as you can tell, we're no longer in a tin can. Uh, <laughs> we filmed this. We recorded this on the same day as the tin can episode. Yes, this one's um, turning out much better, thankfully. So yeah, with that said, that was Eliminator's fun movie. Go see it if you if it's up your alley, if you like these types of adventure movies. But with that said, uh, that's all we've got for this one. So um, we'll see you next time. I'm JD. I'm Randy. And we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise through the canon catalog. Yes, because next time we will continue our cruise through yes, the canon catalog. And then eventually we'll do another non-canon episode. Eventually. Which is uh, what, every three episodes? More or less. So goodbye, everybody. All right, see you later. Goodbye. Cue the music. <laughs>